I'm Noah. And I'm Ben. And you're listening to Product Journey. Hey, Ben, what is up? Good morning, man. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. You you had a nice solo podcast last week. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, that was like, I'm glad you're back, man. Like, that was pretty weird. <laughs> you didn't like talking to yourself and seeing yourself in the... Uh, in your own computer or something like that <laughs> yeah honestly i i actually took some notes but then like i i just forgot to mention like half of what i wrote down so that <laughs> so that's why it was only seven minutes <laughs> <laughs> yeah i didn't do too well i think but it was all right no no it was good it was good <laughs> i i liked it <clears throat> yeah I, I think you could do more of those in the future maybe i'll, <laughs> I'll drop off again and i'll just give you a chance to do that again yeah, I, I don't know, man. Um, I think it's good to get to have you back here. Oh, I like being back. I, I like chatting with you. Um, so we're going to get into some updates on how things are going with our businesses. But I thought first, maybe we'd talk about a little topic that I feel like a lot of other bootstrap podcasters have been talking about recently. Um, they were talking about it on Bootstrapped Web, enjoy that podcast. And then they were also talking about it on Default Alive. And that's kind of this idea. I don't know if you listened to those their, their latest episodes like last week. Did you? Yeah, I usually do, but I'm kind of late on all my podcasts right now. So, <laughs> Okay, that that's okay. Uh, so yeah, basically what they're talking about is <clears throat> that you aren't your MRR. Um, and kind of this idea that you feel good or bad based on like how your MRR is doing that week, or you know if you have new signups, you know it's like yeah you aren't you, you aren't worth the number of new signups that you're getting at that time. Um, so I think it's an interesting concept. I mean we talked about similar ideas on this podcast before. Um, but just, yeah, kind of the idea of like, are, are you feeling good or bad based on how your MRR is doing based on new signups that are coming up? Um, so what do you think? How do you, how do you feel about that? Oh, that's, that's an interesting topic in general. Um, I do think you get this certain rush. Like if you see like a new Stripe uh, subscription coming in or whatever, there's definitely this feeling of, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, you just you just get excited about that, right? Like you you're feeling good about it, and you you get motivated from that. Um, but at the same time, I have to say, for me, it's mm, I think because maybe also because the MRR is still so low. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Like I'm not really, I don't even know how much MRR I'm at right now. To be honest, I I couldn't tell you. Like I know I've got those <laughs> yeah. three people for Tiny Log. I know there's one and a half uh, or two, but they pay different amounts for <laughs> for playgroups. So I honestly don't even know how much it is at the end of the month. Um, but I I do definitely see that you know like certain events like getting those emails from Stripe or whatever, um, they can definitely trigger your your like emotional state to be better or worse. Definitely seeing that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. Like at a small amount of MRR that's not even like what you're looking at necessarily like you're looking more at like you know are your current couple of users like enjoying it um are they liking the product is the product what they need things like that um 
But yeah, I think similarly to like MRR, like those kind of things, like how things are going, new customers or are the current customers happy or upset? Are they using the product much? Like you can, you're, you're, how you're feeling can be dependent on, man, no one's been like using my product for a couple of days. Like what's the deal? Um, but when I, I think about, uh, you know, talking about your situation, um, I feel like you've been doing pretty good with this the last couple of weeks. Actually, I, th- I feel just like, you know, coming from the outside looking in, it seems like you've been like really enjoying what you're doing, enjoying your journey since you've been, since you started Tiny Log. I feel like at that point, you're kind of like, uh, I don't really care about necessarily <laughs> the success of where things are going right now. Like I'm just kind of in just like enjoying this what I'm doing right now, building some stuff and kind of just, we'll see where things go. And I think that's a pretty, that's probably a pretty good uh, way to think about things at this point where we're both at, where, you know, it's very early days. Uh, You can't get wrapped too much into like expecting all the metrics and numbers to be what you're expecting or or wanting right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that that's definitely true. Like I, I got back some of this lightheartedness, I think, in a, in a positive way, um, like not not taking it too seriously. And um, I, I, it's like I'm walking down the street, like I'm dancing down the street, building products left and right, kind of. Um, that's true. Uh, it is interesting, though, that you like looking looking in from the outside like it looks like i'm enjoying it and everything and that's that's definitely true but at the same time like i had the most stressful two or three weeks at my day job like the last weeks so i'm pretty stressed out right now and actually a little bit on low energy still um but but yeah i mean if like if we could just like if i could cut out the day job though i would have like a really good time right now yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) that makes sense but similarly to that though like having a day job or just having you know money coming in uh somewhere else i think also gives some peace of mind um because you know if you had if you didn't have any money coming in there's just like this feeling of like this ticking time bomb of like i have to get things to be figured out at some point or it's over or or I, i can't continue down this road of building my own business kind of thing and i i really felt the 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 weight of that kind of feeling back when i was doing my first startup coffee pass because i quit my job um after working on it for like six months on the side then i quit my job went full time on it and there was just like this weight. i mean the first two months were like felt great it was like oh i'm doing my own thing this is awesome i'm going all the way um but then there kind of got to be this weight like oh man i gotta like get this to work (laughs) um and figure this out pretty quickly or it's not going to work and I'm going to have to go find a job again. And you know, all that yeah. kind of pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So I, I kind of like having the, the day job to just feel like, okay, I could technically just keep working on this stuff on the side forever, I guess. Um, and, until something eventually works out. Um, yeah. I think the other thing that was different back then that I'm, you know, I'm trying to do now is just make my goals be very achievable. Um, and I've talked about that a little bit, like just the scope of what I'm trying to do with support, man. I'm just like purposefully mm. making it be a smaller goal. So then I don't feel like this weight of, oh man, I wanted to do this big thing and make, you know, get the MRR to all this, this huge number. And, um, I don't know, it just, I, when I set my goals a little lower, it just allows me to continue 
and be more content in that, I think. <clears throat> so that's been good for me. Because, uh, yeah, yeah again, sense. back back to Coffee Pass, the goal was to, like, you know, make a big home run kind of startup <laughs> and raise money and do all this thing. There's just so much pressure there that eventually just started to erode my mind, <laughs> <laughs> which is not a good feeling. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I feel like it is good to talk about because I, th- I feel like most of a bootstrapper's journey like depends on this like if it's going to work out it's like can you (laughs) psychology kind of stuff like can you make it work in your brain to just keep on going because i feel like if we all keep working on the on our businesses or or on this journey for multiple years like eventually something (laughs) will probably work out (laughs) it's just can we get to that point before we have to tap out because we're just not feeling good or whatever (laughs) yeah Oh, it's so interesting that you just brought that up. I mean, we didn't plan for that to <laughs> to be the topic, but it's been it's been on my mind quite a lot recently. And I think I I actually talked about that in parts as well before when I started building Tiny Log because I did that like on my in my vacation basically, right? And it kind of showed me how much I can get done in like a couple days if I really have all day or just a couple more hours each day to spend on it. Um, and th- so that got me thinking like a lot and that's also why I, maybe you saw that, like I was, you know, like I asked around on Twitter, like who would hire me if, you know, like if I started mm-hmm. freelancing or whatever, which led to me building like software ideas for Kevin right now, which is still pretty fun actually. Like it's, it's one of those things where it's almost like you're building your own project. Um, and so I'm kind of at that point where I'm 90% sure that for the second half of next year, I probably don't want to have my day job anymore. Um, mm. Or maybe I do, but I only want to do it for two days. But what I'm seeing right now is if I don't work right there right now, I can like 8x my monthly income for like a quarter of the time. <laughs> Um, and that's not oh, not wow. not by doing the side business stuff, but by just by freelancing or doing contract work, and that feels kind of crazy because if I can re- like reduce the time I have to spend on that, I have to spend on that, you know, like that sounds awful, but um, just get get paid a little bit more for less time, then that allows me to work on the pro- on the side projects even more, and that just sounds like a crazy good deal, and I really like I'm I'm almost decided to just you know, just take the risk and just do that. And that does not mean that I'll Mm -hmm. be, you know, like building products full time and just risking it all. That's not the plan here. Um, But just exploring some different ideas of, you know, like making, making my living basically. And you you can also see me right now with this brand new camera that I just set up here. Um, I also thought about, you know, like taking, taking a step back on the stage stepping approach and actually build like, little info product maybe over the first three or six months of the next year um and just you know just trying to explore some of the stuff that i kind of skipped by jumping to playgroup and tiny log right now um and actually see if i can pull that off maybe do some streaming just to check that out and see if you know like if i can actually get some people interested in that stuff um Mm -hmm. so yeah i'm i'm like at that point where i'm a little bit frustrated with the day job and definitely impacted by how the side businesses are going, but also want to spend more time on that. Um, and also want to, you know, like have more fun with it still. Like maybe yeah. doing like a course on, you know, like design as a developer. That sounds like 
a good time to me to be honest because that's like i enjoy buy doing that. that you know yeah <laughs> sweet get my first customer <laughs> pre-sales on the show <laughs> yeah yeah nice. um no i think that's those are definitely some good thoughts um yeah i guess how i try to think about things is like what am i doing now i, I feel like justin has another way of saying this that i like too but what am I doing right now to like prepare me to build my business that I ultimately want to, you know, be doing full time in the future? Like what, what am I doing right now? That's like helping me learn and, and get towards that. And it is kind of like the stair step approach, like you're saying. Um, but it's, yeah, it's like, how can, how can I, I also, you know, set up things to be, uh, just actually work like, you know, being able to make money, but also learning a lot towards a business. So like, I, I definitely see like my day job as almost like a tool that I can use to prepare myself. Um, and so I am like thinking about that, like, okay, what, what things in my day job can I do and learn or, or different positions that will actually more so push me for like actually owning my own business someday, um, and doing that full time. Um, and I think what you're saying with like freelancing, there's definitely some pros to that because it's kind of like you're you're working that part of your brain more so like you know owning your own business um you're also you have more control there where you can kind of you know take in less work so that you can work more on your side businesses so like that there's definitely some pros i think to the consulting uh freelancing route um like you're talking about i wonder also like i guess what i'm maybe looking for most in my day job is you know, I, I'm not like a businessy, like my background isn't business stuff other than doing my own entrepreneurial stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not, you know, I'm not going to get like a, a business role where I'm going to learn more about the business side of things, uh, yet too much more. So, you know, that's where I'm going to learn software. So I'm kind of, um, looking at my day job, like, okay, what, what can I do there that will make me better a software developer, be faster. And then I can, you know, take that over into my entrepreneurial side businesses and like, just move a lot faster. Maybe, maybe using some of the same like technology stacks and stuff like that, that are going to help me. Um, so that's kind of what I'm looking for there. Yeah. Um, that, that makes total sense. And I think that's where it differentiates for us right now be in terms of day jobs, because for me, it's like, I'm just, it's more draining than anything I get out of it. Like I'm not really learning anything unless like I introduce a new framework or whatever. Um, yeah. so, so I'm also not learning much on the business side. It's more like I'm looking at some, <laughs> I should probably not say that, but sometimes, you know, like looking at decisions and just questioning them like in a, in an economical <laughs> sense or whatever, because I, I would do that differently. Um, yeah, but then yeah. I don't have to, you know, like I don't get a say in that and it's just frustrating. Like you, you're basically just, just the developer there, but you're kind of capable of more, but you're not getting paid more and you're not getting asked for your opinion. Or if you do, it probably doesn't matter a lot. So yeah that's it's kind of frustrating yeah that's interesting um so yeah, i mean it seems like the freelancing consulting kind of gig would maybe make a lot of sense for you um you know kind of going out on your own i mean i i think for me i i could go in that direction but i really more so want right now like a coworker that's like a mentor where it's like some just like an awesome dude yeah. that i can like learn more from um and i don't really have that right now um, but yeah, that's, that's something I would kind of 
want to look for just like people around me that can like help me learn faster and grow um in that way not that i can't do things on my own like i've been already you know a software developer for multiple years it's just i would like to move that forward um faster if i could and like just learn new areas and stuff like that i think that'd be yeah i was i was the same way (laughs) and that's good and as i think as long as your data provides that it's actually fun to to have that and like it's perfect situation actually to have somebody who can like who who can kind of mentor you and you you're basically going there you're learning stuff and you're getting paid for it and it's actually kind of fun (laughs) so then it's just perfect right that's a good situation Right. At the other time, I've been thinking like there isn't really anything that prepares you for running your own product business and being an entrepreneur other than just like doing it. Yeah, like that's true. there's just so many things that you're just not going to find elsewhere or, or learn elsewhere. And that's obviously why, you know, we're, we're already we have businesses. We're, we're running those and we're learning a lot just doing that. Um, but that feeling sometimes just makes you feel like, oh, man, I just want to go off and, and do this full time. And yeah. Just, get through it um <laughs> but that's also kind of like learn like you know you can read re- you can basically read books about skateboarding and how to do a kickflip but if you get on the board it's a different game right <laughs> <laughs> yeah yep yeah any other thoughts about that I, I think it's an interesting concept and topic to talk about like yeah it's just it's it's good to think about what we're doing right now and how that's going to push us um in the future to get to where we actually want to be yeah, we, we kind of went off the topic there a little bit, but... <laughs> <laughs> a little tangent. Yeah. No, I well, actually, that's, that's good. Point, circling that back to, you know, how are we feeling about our MRR? How are, Basically, how are we feeling emotionally about what we're doing right now? I think basically a way to navigate that, like get around that <clears throat> and think about things just better is... It's not about, I guess, the results right now, but if we're doing the things today that are are kind of pushing us towards where we want to be, you know, learning, figuring out things, if that allows us to see like, okay, I, I'm not maybe at the MRR I want to be right now, but I think the things I'm doing daily are, are getting me to be closer to where I want to be in the future. I think that can help um, if you have that kind of mindset, just maybe just yeah. a more long-term mindset that can yeah, that help makes, you get through the, the day-to-day. Um, that makes sense, yeah. Get around that psychology. Yep. Um, I mean, we could basically go into updates right there. Um, yeah, that's because, good. <laughs> because I, I kind of said that when, you know, like when we started before the show, I actually said that, there are not, there's, there's not too many updates because I'm just kind of struggling. <laughs> and that kind yeah. of ties into what I just said already because with Playgroup, what I'm seeing right now is, and that also ties into the MRR part, I think. Um, I I didn't get too much done because I was kind of drained on energy from everything right now. Um, and I'm also, I also made the mistake of looking at competitors a little bit too much again. <laughs> um, <laughs> So I'm seeing like Forum, uh, which is the software of the dev.to. Maybe you've you've heard of them. They are building this open source forum solution as well, which seems to be going pretty well. Um, and it's well executed. And also Circle seems to be growing pretty well. Uh, so I'm kind of questioning my position with Playgroup there. And I know that we already said that it's kind of cool to have this incumbent, like, you know, just walk in their shadows or whatever 
but I also feel that they are the hot kid right now. You know, like the new kid on the block, and they are they are get basically getting all the attention and doing all the right right media stuff. Um, and I'm I've, mm-hmm. I'm feeling kind of stuck in that department. Like I don't know how to um, a get even more people to look at playgroup right now um and then still like a huge activation problem like those people looking at it they just don't convert um and most requested feature right now is still something like saml or oauth so that people can you know like log in with an account from somewhere else and i'm still pretty unsure if i want to build that because it's pretty complex (laughs) um So yeah, I'm I'm a little bit struggling there and I really don't know how to solve that because there is still this steady flow of over 100 people probably per week even uh, looking at it and uh, even, you know, a bunch of people signing up per day. Um, but it just doesn't lead anywhere <laughs> and I'm super stuck as to why that is. <laughs> yeah, that is tricky. Um Definitely with what you're talking about where there is, you know, an old, like, big incumbent, but then there's there's multiple new people on the block, like you and Circle, and it's like, they didn't talk about how to how to beat out the other new kid on the block. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I can actually, you know, that could be, you know, that could maybe be part of your, like, activation problem is just, like, when there's, you know, when there's people talking about a new kid on the block even if you don't know necessarily why their features are better or whatever, just, just you hearing, Oh, other people are talking about this. You're going to more so go with that, that product. And I don't know, maybe that's happening with circle and, uh, for you. And that's a, that that is a hard problem because they, Hmm. obviously they have, they had some hype, I think because of like who they're partnering with. I think they have like venture backing and stuff like that. So it's like they had some of the the hype and market media kind of stuff going their way. So then, okay, people are talking about it. Um, I don't know. Like, it seems, I guess what I would look for is are there basically differentiation points where there's people that are coming to you and they're like, hey, Circle doesn't have this or these are some things that we need and you know that Circle doesn't have it like maybe leaning in towards that direction could help. Um, yeah, yeah. That's actually... Then if you can differentiate and be like, hey, I'm also the new kid on the block, but we do these things better than Circle does, or these we're, we're more for these uh, scenarios, you know, maybe that can be a win-win. Because then when those kind of people come to Circle because they hear about Circle and they're like, uh, this is cool, but it's not exactly what I want. Then when they come to play group, they're like, oh, this is this is what I want. Uh, it does have those extra features and I don't know. It's a hard problem because it's like, okay, what are those things? And then how do you <laughs> effectively market that, you know, on your landing page and stuff like that to where those people coming from circle that are, are seeing both know that, Oh, yours is the better solution for me. Yeah. I totally agree. And my biggest problem is also that they can move pretty fast with new features, right? So they probably will always be like a little bit more feature complete a little bit better in terms of what communities want right now. So they don't like they don't hold back on building OAuth, right? They just do that because they have a team and they just pay them <laughs> pay them to do that. Uh, so it's kind of hard to compete on features actually and it it almost pushes me into the direction of saying like hey, maybe Playgroup could be a little bit something else than just forum software. 
because we i think we kind of talked about that like two weeks ago where there could already be like a complete new product just for you know like archiving slack threads um so i was mm-hmm. a little bit thinking if but that that also moves into the direction of creating a new category which is kind of weird and bad but if you could position playgroup totally different than what it is right now and not say hey it's kind of like a community software it's more like the like the backlog for your community or like for your communication like from other places too you know like from slack and maybe even from i don't know where um microsoft teams or something yeah maybe stuff like that like real-time communication or from twitter even like you know like preserve conversations from twitter um i mean there are applications that do that right that basically conserve like a threat in in some way um but that's like i i don't know i don't know if that could work i don't know if people would want that um (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah so it's kind of positioning it more in this is an add-on to the communication channels and communities that you're already using for your communities yep but then also people who use circle would still not need that right so you're still kind of in this in the same space and people who want to preserve stuff from slack could also just use circle for that so it's pretty hard honestly like i don't know if um if i can manage to compete on features with them so i really have to have to find something else i feel (laughs) huh yeah that's that's tricky um yeah i don't know yeah it seems like but at the same time it seems like it's a big market uh and and you have a lot of people coming in the door so it's like like i would think there is enough room for you and circle um it's just figuring out i think the differentiator there does circle have yeah like do they um bring things over from like slack and other um communities like integrate with those kind of things as well or are they trying to be the central place for a community uh i actually don't know if they have like a slack i think they do have a slack integration and they also what they do really well is like integrating with stuff like member for member space and all of those uh so it's actually kind of easier to like if you're already signed up somewhere else they have this functionality basically in in circle already you know like so you can just jump in there and you already sign up and stuff like that um so i i also think though that they kind of want to be the central place just as you mentioned like they don't want to be like an add-on to slack it's kind of the opposite right they want to be the central place and then if the community runs on slack also then that's just the addition to to the main place basically <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah the only the other thing i'm thinking that like could be good for where you're at with this is like are there any like do you, any like key people or friends that you have that's like what's their insight into this like you know, other people that are having communities or maybe even, you know, like we can find some people that are doing something on Circle, get their take on like the differences or why they like Circle. And yeah, just like getting some other opinions. Um, I don't know. I feel like that's what I remember. That's like what Justin Jackson did when they were at a tough spot with Transistor, like not knowing if if they if they should like raise money or not or like where they're at like they're at a tough spot i feel like getting some other people's um insights is like that's a good point to do that because it it can be so easy to like when things aren't going 
as you expected, aren't going well, like to just kind of be one track minded and just like kind of thinking that things are going downhill and not see maybe some other, some other perspectives. Yeah, that's totally, that's a pretty good idea, man. Like I actually know some people who, who tried out Playgroup, who I'm still <laughs> kind of talking with, uh, and who actually started using Circle, and I should probably ask them how it's going. Like, that could be, like, an easy message to just send them. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. I'm sure some people on this listening to this podcast have some thoughts for you. So, yeah, reach out to Ben <laughs> if you do, and uh, that that will be helpful. Yep. Uh, any any other updates or things? Um, I mean, for TinyLog, I did... Uh, implement most of the I, I kind of did that whole redesign thing and it's looking pretty good right now um, I'm I'm still hoping to put that out into the world on Saturday um, nice so it's it's kind of feature complete for the first version um, no looking pretty good I mean putting in some some early hours there still um, but yeah I mean that's uh it it no really i mean really no new features there just uh <laughs> just adding some polish and making sure everything works as, as expected um yeah let's let's see if i can put that out on saturday i i, I mean that could be kind of fun to to do that and then i would probably quickly reach out to that little list i've built with like 50 people um and just get their opinions and get them in yeah sounds good yep what about you man that'll be exciting we haven't heard from you in a while (laughs) yeah um yeah i had a vacation last week that was good just to kind of get away went to the other side of the the country um but that was fun i I did do a little bit of support man stuff though uh just because right now at least (laughs) since it's a side business uh in some ways it's like relaxing to work on (laughs) um (laughs) but yeah so it was good um a couple things i did i reached out to my current paying customers and basically just asked them like hey would you share this with you know a couple of people that you think this would be helpful for and it was cool because almost half of my paying customers did that like some of them shared it on twitter and yeah i saw some of that (laughs) yeah (laughs) So I don't know, this is just kind of cool. It's like, okay, if you ask and, uh, you know, people are rooting for you, they're, they're going to help you out. So that's that's pretty cool to see. I haven't seen anything really come from that yet, but we'll see if, you know, if I get any new, yeah, new yeah. companies in the door trying it out because they heard about it that way. Um, so yeah, that was cool. Um, I got a, so I'm trying to um distribution new distribution channels right now so that's that's kind of fun um i got a hundred dollar free credit for linkedin ads um, i think from like the mixer g podcast (laughs) (laughs) yeah if you need linkedin ads i think it's like they might still have it going um but yeah i I got a hundred dollars to try that out um so that's been kind of funny because uh i started that like yesterday and you can only scope down, like, you know, niche down so far. So basically I'm sending ads to support people, uh, you know, people that are like support managers or head of support um, and like technology companies. And so 
the problem with that is I, my guess is that the large majority of that group that it's going to be showing these ads to are probably not using intercom. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but there's there's no way to, you know, make sure that a company is using intercom on yeah. LinkedIn. So <clears throat> it's probably not a great distribution channel just for that reason, because, uh, yeah, you'd be, I'd be paying for ads that are showing to lots of people that it's not useful to. But I tried to make my ad very much so be like, oh, if you use Intercom and Slack, like this is the tool for you kind of thing. Um, so that people only click on it when that's true for them, um, which I think, you know, it, it charges you when uh, they click on it mostly. There is some, I think, based on impressions, but so far I've had 500 people see the ad Ooh. <laughs> and one person clicked on it. <laughs> Ah <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so, yeah, not too good so far. Um, but yeah, I wasn't expecting much because of those reasons that I was mentioning. Um, but yeah, it would just be kind of funny to see what that what that's like. And, and it's nice that you know I'm not actually paying for anything. It's all yeah. free credit. Because otherwise, I probably not would not be doing this. So <laughs> that's like a perfect little experiment, though. Like you get to do it for free. You can see if it leads anywhere, and you can already see why it might not work because you can't like define the segment well enough. So yeah, <laughs> that's just good. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I just set it to spend like $10 of the credit a day and I can kind of, as things are going, change little things if if maybe that would help. Um, but yeah, so that would be just kind of interesting to try that out. I do feel like who's on LinkedIn just like scrolling around and like looking at ads? Like I feel like no one does that. So yeah. <laughs> honestly, I don't even have a profile there. Yeah. <laughs> I've never had a LinkedIn profile in my life. I think I did once <laughs> because I needed to integrate with some OAuth provider. <laughs> right. Like that's exactly it. Like who's on LinkedIn unless you're in the middle of like trying to find a job or your recruiter um, who's trying to find people looking for jobs. Otherwise, like I think they do have like a, a feed kind of thing, but it's like who wants to look at posts and stuff on LinkedIn? I don't I know. I mean, I heard they just introduced some kind of stories feature. So <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's odd <laughs> um yeah so I, that was one of my distribution channels i'm looking into and then the other one is cold emailing and I, so i've done quite a bit of research into like different platforms and i kind of landed on either reply.io or Limlists, and both of these you know basically automate the process of taking a list of emails um, and then kind of putting them through this funnel of uh, sending uh, email sequences. And if, they, if people don't reply, it might follow back up with them automatically. And you can set that up and you can even do like A-B tests where you try different emails or subject lines and just kind of see what works best. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, I think I'm going to go with Limlist because it's cheaper. So I think it's going to be like $30 a month, hopefully, for that. Um, and then I was also actually looking into like how to get a list of leads. Um, and I was thinking of actually hiring someone on Upwork um, to basically go through LinkedIn. And <laughs> what's well, so actually, first I can get a list of companies using um, Intercom. So that would be kind of my, my base list. Yeah. Um, and I could get that on uh built with um for like three hundred dollars i could get like a list of like sixty thousand companies using intercom oh, that's a lot 
<laughs> yeah, which actually I could probably filter that down with like company size and stuff like that. But that just gives you like the company, company website and stuff. So yeah. then like my thought was maybe I have, I, I hire someone um, to basically search each of those companies on LinkedIn and then search for like the customer support uh, manager or the, the head of support for those companies and then basically use a reply.io tr- tool to grab their email and add that to the list so then I can start emailing them. <clears throat> that so that was my sense. first idea. That would be a little bit more expensive just, you know, to hire that person out. Um, so, I'm you know, I'm thinking about my return on investment. Like, is this <laughs> worth it? Um, but I found this other tool called Uplead. Um, and Uplead basically is just this big database of 45 million companies. And then they allow you to filter that by all these different, um, you know, attributes and you can filter by intercom. And so I, I started their free trial and out of those 45 million, um, I filtered it to support managers or head of support uh, people that are using intercom. And it's a list of like 1400 emails. Um, so I don't know, just, I don't, maybe that's interesting for people, maybe not, but basically just how to like find some leads. Um, oh, that's so pretty yeah. smart actually. Yeah, so I'll have this list of 1,400 emails, and I'm not going to have to pay anyone to get it other than pay for a subscription to Uplead, um, which is $100 a month, so it's a little pricey. Um, And what that gives is 200 um, emails a month. So basically, I'm going to try this out just for one month to see... Basically, the return on investment is can I get like at least one paying customer from this list of 200 because if that's true like that should you know hopefully pay for my subscription of uplead which is a hundred dollars a month and <laughs> Lemless, which is thirty dollars like i just got to get one customer paying like 25 dollars a month and you know over you know over a uh, like four or five months that should pay back um so if I can do that, then, you know, it'd be cool to keep going with that. Obviously, it'd be nice to get more than just one out of the 200 um, and then basically use up the whole 1400 at that point of the possible um, intercom uh, support uh, people that up uh, Uplead has. Um, so I don't know. It'll be interesting. Like, I definitely don't want to just, like, throw money at the wall and uh, see if anything happens. So I'll just try it for one month, see if it works out, see if it's a good return on investment. And if so, then I'll probably keep doing it. Um, but, yeah, that should be interesting because, you know, I haven't really done I've – d- I've done some cold emailing before for Coffee Pass, but I haven't done it kind of like this, like trying out some of these different tools. Um, so that'll be interesting to see how that goes and see if this distribu- distribution channel works out. So – that's I like the idea a lot, man. Like if you keep at, like if you see that one or two people convert from that, you can do that for seven months, and then you're basically through with all the list, and then you can you know like then you cut back at with your costs because you don't need to pay that anymore, basically. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Then I just well, you probably I added like people that like seven to fourteen customers, right? That's pretty smart. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Yeah, so we'll see what happens with that. It'll, it'll definitely be a learning experience. Uh, kind of going back to what we were talking about in the beginning is just doing some things to try to learn, you know, 
how to get some more customers like that's that's obviously a very beneficial skill um how yep. to get leads, i mean maybe stuff like that. maybe you're burning money there but <laughs> <laughs> that's well, the risk i guess there's right. no way and, around and, that and at least i'll just you know at the hopefully at the minimum if things aren't working out as well you know i'll just do it for one month and i've at least made enough money with support man or made enough profit that, so far that it will pay for that so i'm not yeah, going yeah. in the hole hole yet <laughs> yep that makes sense <laughs> yeah um so let's see other than that i mean that's pretty much what i've been working on um yeah i haven't really done a ton in the code base uh, or feature wise but there's definitely some more to do i guess kind of my plan is to kind of go down this uh trail first to see if i can get some new customers and then hopefully make some things better for the current customers and any new customers I get once that once I get to that. So, but yeah, it's been fun figuring out some of this new stuff. So, sounds good, man. <laughs> yeah, should we should we wrap it up? Yep, let's do that. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys, and uh, definitely check out uh, the show notes. I'll put some of the links to some of those tools I'm checking out. Um, so maybe if you're interested in trying those out, you can. Um, but yeah, otherwise reach out if you have some thoughts about what we were talking about in the beginning and, uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed it and we'll talk to you in another episode. See you next week. Bye.